Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. My name is Cindy Croft, and I'm director of the center, and I'm here with Priscilla Weigel, my um, cohort in these podcasts, and she's also one of our inclusion consultants. Welcome, Priscilla. Thanks, Cindy. Great to be here. So we are continuing our discussion of Dr. Bruce Perry's Six Acquired Skills for Children's Positive Mental Health, Mm -hmm. and last uh, session we talked about attachment as really the foundation from which all um, emotional development really springs. Mm -hmm. And the second acquired strength that Dr. Perry talks about is self-regulation. Yeah. And so uh, maybe you'd like to give us a little, your little take on self-regulation or how you see that in children and well, uh, that's something that's developing in children, obviously. Not everyone is a fabulous self-regulator, even as adults. Mm-hmm. I think we're still working on that, a lot of us. But, um, you know, it's that child, their ability to kind of respond to their internal states mm-hmm. appropriately. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you feel anxious? How do you calm yourself down? What do you do when you're frightened? Or And, and so building those skills within themselves so that they're they're not always needing someone else to guide them to that mm-hmm. but the goal is that when I feel this way I will know what to do and that's what we're always teaching children I right think. excellent and I like to tell people when we talk about this that you know regulation <clears throat> is a learned um, and, and, and a milestone that is mastered as a child uh, gets to be a little bit older and so infants and toddlers we want to be helping them again in that responsive relationship so they get used to here's a need a need gets met but they're really not capable of regulation of emotions right until they really begin preschool years because they don't have communication skills they don't understand feelings yet mm-hmm. so sometimes our expectation of a toddler will be you know you need to say you're sorry and you need to start behaving blah 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 Mm -hmm. and they're not yet cognitively or developmentally able to really regulate they're still looking to us to help them with cues and you know teach them how to share and Mm -hmm. cooperate and those are skills that they'll be gaining when they and and mastering better as they get a little bit older right so our, you know, our, we need our, we, our expectations of toddlers are certainly going to be different when it comes Definitely. to regulation right. than our uh, than our um, expectations of a preschooler. Well, and, and a rule of thumb I think that's helpful as far as you know our role as the adult with this child is to to be aware of the fact that instead of just saying "Don't do that" or "Stop crying" or "Don't hit your friends." We really need to be saying, you know what? Oh, look, Cindy's sad. I wonder. I think maybe when you pushed her, that made her sad. What? What? What did you want? Did you want the truck? Oh, guess what we can do? Let's ask her. My turn. You know. So you're modeling that mm-hmm. better choice. Mm-hmm. Always guiding them to that better choice because. If we're just punitive all the time, a child's not going to learn those skills. Exactly. It's our job to come alongside them, take them by the hand, and say, okay, this is a toddler. What? How much experience do they have here on earth, really? My mother-in-law always used to say that. They don't have a lot yeah, of experience exactly. behind them. And, and 
they need someone to take them by the hand and say, oh, here's a better choice. But not to get caught up in the verbiage of make a better choice and, oh, you didn't make a good choice and blah, blah, But just show them. Mm-hmm. Teach them by modeling. Exactly. That's a great point. And regulation for children, uh, you know, is, is biological mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as emotional. And it's also temperament. So, right, you know, right. to look at a child, and some are really well-regulated biologically, mm-hmm. even from infancy. They right. sleep and eat with a really great routine. And we know children who just don't eat at any regular time, even from infancy, or have difficulty sleeping. Mm-hmm. So even in terms of their temperament, they can have a different kind of regulation pattern. And every time we help them by waiting a little bit, by helping them share... All of those things help that internal regulatory system as well. And Mm -hmm. I love to tell providers something as simple as going over the schedule every morning Mm -hmm. helps build that internal regulatory, biological regulatory system for children. Mm -hmm. And plus, it helps them feel safe and secure. Because it's predictable. Yeah, and it's part of the attachment Mm -hmm. that's so Mm -hmm. important. Right, right. And I think that remembering, too, that just because we provide this information doesn't mean they're going to jump to that point of, oh, got it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be time along the way that they're going to need reminders. And when you're at this cognitive level, you know, at the two-year-old, you're not going to be able to understand waiting for a huge amount of time because it's too hard for you. You just can't do it. It's hard, and you can't be successful, so you're going to fill that waiting time with maybe some inappropriate choices. So making sure that always, when we're teaching that self-regulation piece, to be aware of the child's abilities just in their cognitive development and Mm -hmm. their their developmental makeup instead of always thinking that they, well, the, the fact that they can sit quietly and wait doesn't mean that they really have to at that age. You exactly. know, and I think that's because oftentimes they'll say, oh, waiting, you know, you, you had them wait for so long that that was why we saw that challenging behavior. And then I'll get the response, well, they're able to do it. They do it all the time. But it's really hard. Exactly. And it shouldn't, when you're a kid, you shouldn't have a lot of that kind of stuff going on. You should be filling that time with learning and fun. Right. Know? Very good. And it's important when you think about regulation, um, how it affects friendship. Right. And Perry's next acquired skill is affiliation, yeah. which is that whole piece of social, the social world, social interaction, how children make and keep friends. Mm-hmm. And so let's talk about that a little bit, how regulation becomes important to how people, uh, how children affiliate. Sure. Well, and I think you, the affiliation piece is, is that ability to join with others and to, to be able to take another person's perspective, which is very hard. I mean, not that they're going to be able to master that beautifully, but it's it's a step-by-step process. And um, self-regulation, if you don't have a good handle on your own emotions or what you do when you're upset or how you handle conflict or all that or what do you do to resolve things that feel uncomfortable to you, you're not going to be able to understand that about others either. Mm-hmm. And and that's going to cause conflict. Well, even children who um, have difficulty with their exuberance. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, can have, sometimes children will avoid even an overly joyous child. Right. Not, not just a child who might be... Um, 
you know, loud or mm-hmm. a child who's aggressive, mm-hmm. who has trouble regulating sort of those moods, but also that child who's just wants to hug. Right. And In your just, face. I'm yeah. so excited. Aren't you? So ex- yeah. Yes. So yeah. we have to help those really happy or overly joyous children also learn to sort of like think about their body and, and yeah. how it's feeling right now and, and, and read the reaction of other children and when they can be really, really excited and when mm-hmm. they need to sort of tone it down or hold a little bit of that in. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's difficult, too, because we're, we're interested in them being able to make friends because they learn from one another. Oh, definitely. And, and friendships... You know, successful friendships are a precursor for later school success. You know, just learning. Kids are expected to work in groups. When you get to be a grown-up, you have to work with other human beings in your job. I mean, all these things are building on, you know, one after the other, like just that foundational brick on top of brick on top of brick. Exactly, and we know that kids who don't learn to affiliate um, are often children who will be excluded. Mm -hmm. And then that exclusion really can... um, in turn cause isolation for that child and we really don't want to see children become the isolated child because as you say that can turn into all kinds of later issues Mm -hmm. and and really plummets self-esteem. So maybe a couple of strategies that we could talk about for helping children um, who may be struggling a little bit with their social skills. Well I think the more you can set them up for success by shining a light on their their strengths Mm -hmm. in the group you know saying oh you know what she's really good at whistling and did you guys know that about her and so you're building that self-esteem in the group but also saying when it's free play and you know everybody's kind of going their own way and maybe this one group plays together all the time and they never really let anybody else in and this child here is maybe having possibly the danger of being excluded. Right. So feeling isolated, feeling alone, but this this group over here is so established that, wow, that's really hard. Helping that child by sending them over with a prop that might be interesting to this group and saying, oh, you know what, I think, could you carry that over there for me? I really think they might need that with their block tower. Just to give that child mm-hmm. kind of that added little boost, little nudge, and then staying close and monitoring and seeing if they just drop off the prop and run back to their comfort zone or if they stay mm-hmm. there. And once they're there, what do they do? Exactly. And giving them those tools so that they don't feel like it's overwhelming mm-hmm. and so they would just stay with the easier path that exactly. doesn't require any growth. And some kids might actually need words. Yeah, right. Some That's children true. are at that play level. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, sometimes children might be paired up well um, with a buddy that's a, that has really great affiliation skills. Mm-hmm. You know, so just being aware, as you say, um, of, of children who may have a little bit of self, social struggles mm-hmm. is really important. And then enhancing everybody's, so we're not we're not making sure clicks don't happen right. or one dominant child doesn't get to always be, be the boss, the leader, yeah. and so forth. Mm-hmm. So just another lens for us to be seeing things uh, through in our child care programs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great, Priscilla. Well, we're going to move from this one on to our next uh, levels of strengths from Perry in our in our uh, next podcast. Okay, great. So, Awareness. Yes. Next. Great. Thank you. That's all for now. See you next time.